Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. I'm Tom Short, so glad to have you along on this day. We've been talking about prayer. We started last week by talking about the importance of the prayer meeting and, our, and how the God's church should be known as a house of prayer. This morning, I want to talk about and something I know some people look forward to and even emailed me about, how do you have an exciting prayer meeting? And indeed, sometimes the prayer meetings have become boring. And friends, if there's ever a meeting in the church that should not be boring, it's the prayer meeting. Is this not when we want to be in touch with a living God? And our God is not boring. And if your church prayer meeting is boring, or your small group prayer meetings are boring, or your prayer meeting is boring, you're not getting in touch with God. And that's part of the answer right there talked about how this is important for leadership. And, and uh, what is that leadership? If it's a church prayer meeting, if it's a small group prayer meeting, if it's family prayer, there is leadership required at all levels. And so whoever it is, whatever your leadership responsibility is, whenever you're praying with others, how does it not be boring? Now, let me tell you, we should be, why do we pray together? Jesus did say in Matthew 6, and we talked about this yesterday, that we should have a personal private prayer life. Go into your inner room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. But he also said in Matthew 18 that if two or three of you agree on anything that we may ask, it will be granted to us by our fathers in heaven. We see in the book of Acts, they often prayed together. In Acts chapter 4, after the apostles had been arrested, and then were released, they went, they prayed together. It says the place where they prayed was shaken. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. They spoke with boldness as a result of the prayer. But trust me, that was no boring prayer meeting. The place they were, they were praying, the house was shaken. They were shaken. Boy, don't you like want to have a prayer meeting like that? So let me give you some a couple tips here on how, how to have a good prayer meeting. Number one, this is so important, and this is, this is, we've got to get this in all of our life, prayer and everything else. The goal is not excitement. If your prayer meeting's boring, if your life is boring, if your meetings are boring, if whatever's boring, the goal is not to try and find excitement. The goal is to find meaning and purpose. Excitement, enthusiasm, uh, these are the, the result of having purpose and meaning and significance in what you're doing. If all you try and do, is, I've, I've gone to prayer meetings where they say, well, let's, everybody, let's make a way that everybody can say something. Let's kind of jazz it up a little bit. Let's make sure we're doing, you know, we, we have these ideas of, of how we can uh, pray in small groups, pray in big groups, pray a little, you know, whatever we say. And the goal is just dealing with, like, the mechanics. Folks, our God is a living God. Your prayer meeting has got to have significance. As leaders, you've got to be talking about why do we need to pray? What are we facing? What is before us? What challenges need God? What, how are we stretching our lives, stretching our faith so that we need God? I'll tell you, if you're living your life so comfortably, that you don't need God, you will never have an exciting prayer life or an exciting prayer meeting. That what makes them exciting, what livens them up, is if you say, we've got to be here. 
were facing, just like in Acts 4, they were facing persecution. The, the authorities had come down on them, speak no more in this name. What can you do? They needed God. They had to pray. And so, folks, you'll never manufacture uh, an exciting prayer being just by stuff you do. It's got to be their significance. We need to be here. We're facing things that require God. Now, they were facing persecution. We don't go seeking persecution so we require God. But no, in the freedoms we have, stretch yourself. Have some vision. Get out of the box. What are you doing where, where you need God? That's what will liven up your prayer meeting. Personal life and your prayer meeting. Never forget that. But then how about the meeting itself? Is there direction from Scripture on that? I believe there is. And I'd like to turn today to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. And we'll, we'll read some section. Now here he's talking about praying in tongues in the prayer meeting. And he's contrasting that with prophesying. Prophesying is where they spoke in a way that they could be understood. Praying in tongues, they were praying in another language that the listeners didn't understand what was being prayed. Get that. They're praying in a language that if you're in the meeting, you don't understand what that person's praying about. But in prophecy, you can understand, you can hear them, you can, you're, can engage your mind because you know what they're saying and or praying about. So let's read this. Let's read a little bit here uh, about starting 1 Corinthians 14. We'll start with verse 1. Pursue love. All that we do should be done in love, for, particularly in a church prayer meeting. But pursue love. Yet earnestly desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. For one who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands, but in his spirit he speaks mysteries. But one who prophesies speaks to men for edification and exhortation and consolation. One who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but one who prophesies edifies the church. Now I wish that you all spoke in tongues, but even more, even more that you would prophesy. And greater is the one who prophesies than the one who speaks in tongues, unless he interprets, so that the church may receive edifying. What's he talking about here? Just like I explained, there are two things going on in the church. Some people were praying. They were praying in a foreign language. Nobody understood them. They were plenty edified. They were feeling good. But everybody else was thinking, what's going on here? It would have been easy to become a little bit bored if you didn't know what that person was talking about. But if they're prophesying, then you understand them. You hear them. They're speaking to you. They're speaking to you. The person who speaks in tongues is speaking only to God. They're edified in God's understanding, but the person who speaks and prophesies, uh, everybody's understanding, okay? Let's skip down to verse 16. He's saying, he's talking about how, you, you know, you, you play a trumpet. If it's not a distinct sound, you don't know whether it's sound retreat or sound the charge. What are you sounding? And so on. He says, uh, he's talking about how important this is that we understand one another. We'll start with verse 15. What's the outcome then? I will pray with the Spirit, and I'll pray with the mind also. I will sing with the Spirit, and we'll sing with the mind also. It's not just enough to be in the Spirit that's edifying me, but I want to be understood. I will pray in the Spirit, and I pray with the mind, so that I know what I'm saying, and they know what I'm saying. 
Verse 16, otherwise, if you bless in the spirit only, how will the one who fills the, the place of the ungifted say the amen at your giving of thanks, since he does know not, not know what you're saying? For you are giving thanks well enough, but the other person is not edified. I thank God I speak in tongues more than you all. However, in the church, I desire to speak five words with my mind so that I may instruct others also rather than 10,000 words in a tongue. There's something instructive here about our prayer meetings. And that is the importance. We, we come together, we pray as a group to be united. And we believe that by being united, by two or three of us agreeing together, we have greater power and strength in our prayers. I liken it to like a battering ram. If you've ever seen the movie Braveheart, one of my favorite movies on leadership, there's the scene where they're attacking the castle. And they can't get through the gate. The gate is barred. The gate is defended. And they create a battering ram. And together, all of them together, drive it into the gate and are able to, to break through the gate because what one person couldn't do, all of them together, together are able to knock down that gate. And sometimes when we pray, as I explained to this earlier this week, sometimes when we pray, it's like my faith is weak, but when I unite it with others and I agree with others, I'm inspired, I'm encouraged, and together we knock down the gates of hell and we're making progress and we're, we're winning in our prayers because we, our faith is feeding off one another like a fire. Like, a, you know, if you got a log all by itself, it's not going to burn well. I hope you know that. If you, set a, if you ever start a fire, you want to get pieces of wood together. And they, they heat one another, and the fire can become a blazing flame. But you take, that, take one of those logs and put it off by itself, it's going to lose. It's going to go out. It's going to be extinguished sooner or later. We join together. We unite together. Our faith fires one another up. That's why we pray together. But you've, you've got to be heard. And so this is a revolutionary thing I'm about to say. Please don't misunderstand it, but this is important. When you're praying alone, you're praying to God. This first Matthew 6, go into your closet, pray by yourself. Your Father who sees in secret will reward you. But when you're praying in the prayer meeting, you are not only praying to God, you're also wanting to be heard by other people. You're wanting to, you're, you're just like Paul says in 1 Corinthians 14. If I'm praying in a tongue, I'm just me and God. But in the church, I'd rather speak five words that can be heard and understand and agreed upon and edify someone than 10,000 words that no one gets. And so when we pray together in a group, it's important that we realize there are others that are part of the group. This isn't just between you and God. That's what you do on your own. But in the prayer meeting, it's between us and God. And therefore, here's a couple of things that I suggest. Number one, you've got to pray loud enough to be understood. You want to kill a prayer meeting? You want to just throw a wet blanket upon a prayer meeting? Pray real soft and quiet so no one can really hear you. And you're communicating to God, but they can't hear. That doesn't work. That's, that's not loving the other person. That's not uniting. It's not inviting them to join in your prayer. You know in Scripture, you know what it says we should do? We should cry out to the Lord. Cry out to the Lord. 
It says lift, he, it says, there's examples, he lifted his voice and cried to the Lord. Can I encourage, prayer meetings I know that people, they come with a purpose and a meaning and they have, they need, they lift up their voice and they cry out to God. Now, obviously, I got a big booming voice. I'm a preacher. You don't have to be like me, but you'd better be heard by the people in the room. A couple of simple things, lift up your head. We often bow in prayer, don't we? But when you're praying in a group, don't, don't bow your head. Don't put your head down. Don't pray down to the ground. Lift up your head. Be asking, I want to be heard on high by God, but I also want to be heard by the person who's furthest away from me. That's just out of respect for them. That's just out of inviting them to unite with your prayer. It's not like we're not sitting in a room, each of us praying individually to a God who can hear us. No, we're praying together. And if you want the person in the farthest part of the room to be uniting with you and joining with you and agreeing with you, they've got to hear you. So pray loud enough to be heard. This is so important. Secondly, pray about things others will be concerned about. Now, if, if you're in a prayer meeting, there are things that you all have in common together that you're interested in, that you're crying out to God, that you need to be praying about. Make that the focus of your prayer. If you go off praying about someone who nobody in the room even knows about, well, I'm not saying you can't do it, but don't let those things dominate your prayer. Don't, don't go on and on about someone who nobody even knows. No one knows who you're talking about. Maybe, you know, your, your Aunt Edna's got an ingrown toenail and you're concerned about it, but I'm not sure everybody in the room is, is that, that that's really passion, their passion and concern. Know what I mean? Pray about, pray about things that the group is concerned about. In your private time, you can pray about anything that's on your heart. In the group time, you can pray about that, but focus, what does this group interested in? What do others want to agree with me upon? What, what, if I, what request, if I bring to the Lord, will others in that room say, yeah, I'm all in on that. I really agree, because that's what you want. You want their agreement. And so ask yourself, is this something that a lot of us in this prayer meeting would be concerned about? Or is this something that no one will know what I'm talking about? And if I go on and pray about it, they'll quickly lose interest. Another thing, I want to encourage you, don't, I, I don't like prayer meetings that they say every, everybody only pray one sentence or one thing at a time. But I also don't like prayer meetings where someone goes on and 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 on. What's the key to this? Try and limit the, you can pray more than once in a prayer meeting. If you feel like there's only, you get one opportunity to pray, then you got to pray everything that's in your heart. There might be 10 things in your heart. But if you realize you can pray about more than, you can pray more than once, limit the amount of things you're praying about. Pray about one or two things and then Give someone else the opportunity to come in and agree with you. Those are good prayer meetings. Father, you, you listen to something someone just prayed, and you say, Father, I agree with that. And you, you drive the battering ram. You drive it further. You're pushing down the gates of hell. And two or three of you are agreeing on that prayer. But again, if you go on, say, like, say you pray for 10 different things, well, it's kind of hard to go back and agree at the first thing you prayed about 
the, the next person who prays to agree at the first thing you prayed about when you prayed about you're on a whole nother topics now. I've been in prayer meetings where people start by praying for their personal life and then they're praying for the country and they're praying for the president and they're praying for the church and the pastor all in one prayer. And, and I'm next, and like I wonder, well, what do I agree, do I agree with what they prayed for personal life? Do I, do I pray, agree with the country? Do I agree, agree with our church? It, the prayers are so all over the place, it's really hard to say, how do I drive that battery in further? How do I unite with that prayer? I can agree with everything they said, but can I take my prayer and, and add my umph to it, shall we say? So keep your prayers focused, one topic at a time. Let others agree with you. And then go on and pray for another topic. And in the prayer meeting, work through. Spend some time praying for your families. Spend some time then moving on praying for your church. Then move on, spend some time praying for lost people. Move on, spend some time praying for our country and our governmental authorities. But don't just scatter it all over. Try and have some sort of opportunity to let others agree with your prayers, verbally agree, and pray with them as well. One final thing. If you want to have good prayer meetings, don't have them just once a quarter or once a year, or maybe even not even once a month. You know, practice makes perfect. We get out of practice in knowing how to pray, don't we? We get out of practice in knowing how to pray together. We, I have found in the Christian life, that in all of life, consistency, practice makes you better. If you are used to praying and going to prayer meeting once a month and maybe you pray one time in that prayer meeting, you're going to have a weak prayer meeting. You know, if you have, say you have 20 people there and each one prays one time, uh, you're, 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 going to have, you're not going to have confident prayers. If you pray more often and people are used to lifting their voice, crying out to God, uniting with others, giving the amen, listening to what they prayed, and, and paying attention, and then, yes, Lord, I agree with that, and I want to add this to that prayer. You have people who become prayer warriors. They become powerful prayer people. But like anything, you know, you, you, you go out and play basketball once a month, you're not going to be that good. You know, you go to, if you're a salesman, you go on a sales call once a month, you're not going to make that many sales. You've got you've to you've develop confidence as you are consistent. And so you want to have good prayer meetings? Pray. Pray. Pray more often. Pray more regularly. Build this into your schedule and, and let them become powerful prayer meetings. I hope this helps because we need to be praying people. Our country's in need of prayer. Our churches are in need of prayer. You and I are in need of prayer. We need to be praying people. I hope this series has helped. I'm not done with it. I'm going to continue on with some. Tomorrow I'll talk about unanswered prayer. So uh, uh, I do want to uh, encourage you to make sure you're subscribing, you're, you're, um, you're back day by day because we're here every day talking about the Word of God, praying over it, believing that that consistency showing up day by day makes a difference. Father in heaven, we thank you again for the tremendous privilege of prayer. We thank you for the prayer meeting. Oh, Father, we confess to you what a, what a sin it is to let our prayer meetings be boring. 
what a sin it is to invite people into the presence of God, and it's boring. Father, I pray that, that if ever there's a time where we're excited, it would be when we're praying. We confess, Lord, and we will acknowledge that we may come into a prayer meeting feeling a little down, a little dry, not very enthusiastic, but I pray we would not leave our prayer meetings that way. I pray our prayer meetings would be times of significance and meaning. They wouldn't just, we wouldn't just try and think of some techniques to make it exciting. Father, if you're there and we're in touch with you, that'll be plenty exciting enough. And so I pray that we would, our meetings would have a purpose and meaning. I pray that they would, they would get us in touch with you about where you're going. We thank you, Father. You're not a passive, sleepy God just laying on a couch. We thank you. You're going somewhere, doing something. You invite us to be part of it. And our prayers is one way we participate with you in fulfilling your will and purpose on this earth. And I pray, Father, that when we are in the prayer meeting, help us to the simple things. Cry out loud. Help us to be like the person, Lord, I'd rather pray five words that someone else can agree with me on than 10,000 words that no one knows what I'm talking about or cares what I'm praying about. Help us, Lord, to be united, to be that battering ram. I pray our prayers would knock down the gates of hell. And we pray this, bless you. Thank you for hearing us. Bless our churches today, Lord. Might our churches be known as a house of prayer. Might our churches be known as a place of edification, inspiration, consolation. Might they be places where we're growing, like we pray through our churches, raise up a mighty army of men and women for you and your purpose. We pray these things. We bless you now with all of our heart and love you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Hey, God bless you. Thank you for being with me today. I hope this has encouraged you. If you, you might want to pass this on to your pastor with some, as some suggestions or your small group leader. And, of course, if you're hearing this for the first time, like I said, I hope you come back day by day because we're here every day. You can listen to us live, 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time. You can listen later in the day, or you can listen to the, the podcast on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platforms, okay? I hope you join us. I hope that you join our committed group to be in the Word, inspired by it, and praying over it every day. God bless you. I love you guys. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Bye-bye.